Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another Porsche Cool podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Bath. Uh, this is the podcast where I just chat about uh, things Porsche. Um, I currently have a YouTube channel, uh, if you haven't seen it already, uh, where I talk about my um, Porsche 997, 997 Carrera, uh, 2006 uh, 997.1 Carrera, which I've owned since, wow, 20, 2017, I've owned that car. Um, so that's on my YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube channel is just Michael Bath. If you punch that into the username, that will come up. Um, I will put the link, or the link is, is, is in this podcast at the bottom of this podcast. Um, but today I thought I'd just, uh, I thought I'd just chat about the 996 again. Uh, the 996, I, before I purchased my 997, uh, 997 is from 2004. Those of you who are not familiar with Porsche, those of you who know about Porsche will know what a 997 is. Um, the 996 was the model, uh, preceding the 997. Um, the 996 had a little bit of a rough time, actually. Um, and I talked about this in a previous podcast about how I think 996 values are increasing. Um, but the 996 had a rough life. Uh, it had a rough life because when it was introduced, it it followed the air-cooled Porsches. Uh, and the air-cooled Porsches uh, really did have, you know, quite a following. Uh, they've been around for a long time. And all of a sudden, here you get a, a new 911 that's been introduced uh, it's got weird headlights. It's got the fried egg headlights, which even to this very day, people that buy 996s who are appreciating 996s, uh, and this is just from stuff I've seen over the web, you know, but uh, even people that have bought them saying they still don't love the headlights. Um, I don't think they're that bad. Obviously, they're better when they don't have the, the redesigned, the slightly redesigned shape that was slightly different, I think, for the GT3 and for the Turbo. Um, but it's had a bit of a, had a, bit of a rough life. Uh, but then in the 996, and I think this is probably why at the moment the values are, I wouldn't say they're low because they are obviously increasing. And I've noticed the increase since, since I've been looking at them, which has probably been the last, I hate to say it, five years, um, which is a bit sad because, you know, that's the other thing I want to talk about today is, is missed opportunities. Uh, you always feel like, you know, you, you made a big mistake somewhere along the line and you should have, uh, you should have bought something when you didn't. Um, I have to say I'm a bit like that with the 996, and I've, I've talked about this on my YouTube channel. Um, the 996 is a very, very cheap 911. Uh, you can still get good, you can still get lower price ones in the, you know, the Carrera, the basic Carrera or the 4, Carrera 4. Um, Carrera 4S's, they're, they're rising in value. They're quite good, especially you get a manual version of the Carrera 4S. Uh, I really do like the 4S too. It is one of the cars I like. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today is I want to talk about the, um, oh, and also the 996 GT2. The GT2, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm from Australia and, and I'm currently based in Bahrain for work. But in Australia, there was a GT2 not that long ago with 15,000 kilometers that was selling for about 230,000. I noticed that it was bought by a dealer. I'm not going to mention the dealer's name, but I was bought by a dealer. Actually, the dealer where I bought my car from, so you can work it out, people of you know, that know me. Uh, and he put it up for three hundred and twenty-nine thousand or something, you know. So that's his. That was his uh, his insight into what it should be worth. Uh, there was another one at another dealer. I think it was Classic Throttle Shop in Sydney, and it was about two seventy-nine, two sixty-nine, and it sold quite quickly. Um, the nine nine six GT two is is another was another good one to pick up. I think once again we've missed the boat on that one, unless you have a lot of cash to spend. But what I want to talk about with the nine nine six is today I want to talk about 
the 996s that have, I guess they don't have the engine issue. Uh, the engine issue being the engine issue that also was transferred to the early models of the 997. 997. Uh, the, first, the first batch of 997, the first orders, and then Porsche changed the IMS bearing over the next couple of years from the first one in 2005 and then I think they changed it in 2006 and then I think they cha- might have changed it again and then in the point two version of the 997 they um, they eradicated the IMS issue uh, with an engineering change. Um, the 996 is susceptible to the IMS bearing issue. Um, there are other issues I don't want to get into it's not about talking about the issues in this um, in this podcast it's just it's just I, I guess, pinpointing why there's certain models in the 996 that have been kept at a low value because of these overlying, overriding issues that people think impact all 996s. Even today when I looked at a, um, an ad from Auto House Hamilton in Sydney that that sell, uh, that service my car, um, they actually had to put that, I think they got a they got a 996 GT3 for sale there with the just with the comfort seats, standard seats, no roll cage, a uh, really nice example, actually, in silver. I'm going to get onto that later. Um, but they had to say it doesn't suffer the same problems. And also, I think they had a, there was a 996 Turbo. I don't know whether it was at Order House or it was another dealer. It was advertised. But the same thing again. It, they have to say it doesn't suffer the same fate as all the other 996 engines. Um, and, of course, people that own 996s will realize that they can do a uh, Auto House also has a Carrera 4S, uh, and I think it's LN Engineering, is it? LN Engineering do a modification to to uh, upgrade the bearing to ensure you don't have the problem where your engine will just fail and blow up or and cost you the replacement of a new engine. I'm not going to get too technical here, but that's that's the, basically the gist of it. Um, so because of that, because of that, the values of 996s. Uh, have remained quite low. Um, they are getting a following now, and they're getting a following now because, let's be honest, they're they're over twenty years old. Um, so that's probably the reason as well. They're becoming they're becoming classic. They're a classic status. Uh, and I know a lot of people, well known people, like I've said before, have been buying them up. People on YouTube influencers, uh, Magnus Walker, for example, that's bought a couple. Um, so this is all helping the the. This is all helping the interest of the GT3 of the 996 and people looking at it. Now, the thing that I'm interested in is I've always been interested in, and this is where I let the, the I let the, the golden turkey get away, so to speak. Is I'm interested in the 996 GT3, and I'm interested in the 996 Turbo. I like the Turbo, the second gen of the 996 Turbo, so I think it's from 2003 or something like that, and probably the second gen of the GT3 as well, um, which are all around. I think. 2003, I think the second one came out. I don't know if that's exactly the right date. I could look it up and, and be sure. Uh, I think it was t- 2004 model year. 996.2 was a 2.204 model year, and I think the turbo was the same. Um, both don't ha- both have uh, the Mesca engine, hands Mesca engine, um, and the GT3, obviously not a turbocharged engine as per the turbo, uh, but... The 996 uh, Turbo and the GT3 both have the uh, Mezga-derived engine. Um, obviously, the GT3 has, uh, I guess, more power. Um, I haven't driven either car. 
I've been in a 996 Carrera 4. Uh, my wife's boss used to own one. And I thought it was a pretty nice car. The 996 is weird. Like you look at the pictures of it and images of it, of the dash, and I think you look, it looks pretty ugly. But when you sit in that car, I remember the day when I, when I first drove in it and, and I sat in the car, it still feels like a Porsche. It still feels, it doesn't feel cheap. You know, sure, it's not the same as the 992 now or the 991s or all like that, um, but it doesn't feel cheap. It just has a different styling, I guess. It's just a different styling inside. Um, so the ones I let, it get, I let get away is that uh, 2015, I was heavily thinking about buying uh, a 911. At the time, I'd, I'd only, uh, I went back to university and I'd studied and then I was, you know, financially, I probably wasn't ready for it, even though I was looking. So in the end, I didn't actually buy something. I didn't actually do it. I, I waited for another couple of years um, till I was more uh, equipped to, to pay for it because I wanted to pay cash for my car, and, and which is what I did with my 997. Um, so at the time, there was quite a few GT3s coming up. The GT3s were selling for around 90,000 Australian dollars, 90 to 99,000 Australian dollars. I found quite a few good ones during that time in red, in white, in grey, seal grey, I think, which was one of the few that was available in grey, or the one, uh, probably the only one delivered to Australia. Um, club sport versions, uh, really good models. Um, as we know, the GT3s, and I missed out, and I didn't, I didn't, pick, I didn't take it up. <clears throat> I then also started looking at turbos. Uh, and then I got information about turbos, about servicing costs and things like that. And at the same time, a lot of turbos came up. And those turbos were around low kilometer ones, I think I was finding. They were a little bit cheaper than the GT3s. They were probably 10,000, 12,000 Aussie cheaper than the GT3s. I think, <coughs> excuse me, the one that I liked was about a black one with low kilometers. And I think it was about 87, 88,000 Australian dollars. At the time, it didn't sell. It was sitting there for a long time. No doubt the, the buyer that bought this car got it at a bargain price. He obviously would have knocked a few grand off. So there were really good bargains to be had. And that, that appeal of the turbo and the GT3 still hasn't gone away. I'm still really interested in 996. And I have to say, I've been looking at Magnus Walker's um, 996 GT3. And if you haven't seen that, you should take a look at it. He's got a silver one. And this has been spurred on by the fact that uh, a dealer in Australia, Autohouse Hamilton, has a 996 GT3 in silver for sale, with the comfort seat, with the comfort seats, not with the light, not with the bucket seats, uh, no roll cage, but in really good condition. So I'm thinking, what if you did what Magnus Walker did? You bought a 996, and you did modify it. You didn't think about keeping it original like future values and you really modified it to the point where I guess it's still a, in essence a, a 911, 996 GT3 but just made it that little bit more special. I really like what Magnus Walker did. I didn't realize, I mean, the decals, you should check out his, I think it's on his Instagram. I don't think he's on a YouTube channel but it's on his Instagram pictures of it. And he's put, you know, a white racing number circle on the side. He's got blue sort of decals and well, I thought they were decals, actually. I read that they're actually not decals, and he actually had it painted. It's actually properly painted, so it's not a, it's not a decal. So he's got, like, blue stripes that go up to the front fenders. He's got some detailing on the bottom of the spoiler. I think it's a red color, or I think it's red, red or orange. Uh, he's got the white number, <coughs> the white placard for the number, uh, no number on it. Um, and no doubt inside he's probably changed the steering wheel, and he's, I haven't actually seen the inside of it. I think it's got racing buckets, though. It probably does have a roll cage, um, and he's just made it that little bit more special, and it looks really, really good. 
So then I was thinking, you know, buy a GT3 996, try and find one that's not too expensive and do like a, I guess like an outlaw version of it, uh, some kind of cool outlaw version of it, which I think would be a really good thing to do. I mean, obviously keep all the original parts. Uh, the silver one that, that's for sale, silver ones that has got silver wheels, but I think Magnus Walker's got black wheels. Painting the wheels is easy. Add a really great uh, steering wheel, uh, change the exhaust, uh, put a numeric shifter into it, short shifter, um, maybe if it doesn't have the buckets, maybe buy this, the buckets, the original 996 buckets from maybe LA Dismantler or, or someone else used or someone that has a, a use set. Take the seats out, get the, get the seats fitted. So have the lightweight buckets. Uh, not, I think they're just normal buckets, aren't they? Um, and, and really make it like a really special 996, one that you want to drive. Uh, and when I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about not selling my 997 career. I'm still thinking about keeping it. Um, so that's one option. That's something that I'm thinking about, you know, like that. I think that would be a great thing to do. Um, and it's like a little hobby and a little project. And like I said, don't go too crazy with the mods, but go make it a unique 996 GT3. Don't keep it like it's precious and then drive it. Uh, really, really drive the hell out of it um, and do track days in it and stuff like that. I think that would be a great thing to do. And then the other side of the coin is the turbo. Uh, the turbo is really appealing. Uh, the turbo in Australian prices, and I'm not sure about UK or US, you can tell me in the comments. Uh, there's a really good yellow one for sale, which is a bit high. It's about 140,000 Australian dollars, which is probably equates to about 100,000 US, um, 70,000 pounds, say. Um, then there's there's other ones which you can get at around 100,000 Australian. Uh, 100,000 Australian, you'll get one with around 100,000 100,000 miles, 100,000 kilometers, I should say, um, in pretty good condition. I found a couple, uh, have been looking at them. Um, I do like the idea of a turbo. I did see a car on Instagram yesterday, and I meant to save the image uh, so I could talk about it today, but the guy had put a Momo steering wheel. He'd removed the seats and put, uh, he'd put buckets in there, GT, GT3996 buckets, uh, GT2 buckets, or I think they're GT2 buckets, aren't they? Same as in the GT2. And then he'd done a few other things. And it, he's, work, he's basically doing stuff to it. And it looks really good too. So that's the other option, the turbo. But I guess, you know, do you want turbo or do you want, you know, or do you want non-turbo? Um, I still think ideally I would prefer the GT3 over the turbo. But I do like the turbo body shape. I do like the look of it. I've always liked that car. Uh, like I said, the GT3, the turbo, and the 4S are probably the picks. Uh, I'm sure there are other people's uh, tops as well. The 4S is not something to overlook, though. Uh, Money-wise, they're not a lot cheaper, though, because a really good one with low-ish kilometers is about 90000 I think to get a Carrera 4S, you'd be better to spend a little bit more money and get the bottom end of the turbo. Um, then actually buy a, a 4S. That's my thing. Uh, but the GT3 996, the one that Auto House has, is about 140,000 Australian dollars. So it's quite a big jump from a turbo. In saying that, there's a couple of turbos for sale too with like 30,000, 25,000, 30 kilometers. Very well spec turbos and they're wanting, wow, they're wanting a lot, 165,000. Um, so that's double at what I was looking at five years ago. So that's that's a pretty good investment for a low low kilometer, well looked after, well specced uh, 996 turbo, 996.2 turbo, I should say. Um, but there are bargains to be had. There are lower prices ones. Like I said, I found one for 100,000 in a turbo, 100,000 kilometers. 
Um, so that's the sort of one that I would look at if I was getting a turbo. Carrera 4S, like I said, they're about 80. There are some for about 70, high 70s. But the difference in the price, I think you would have to go a turbo in, over, the, um, over the 4S. Uh, and then you don't have to worry about the LN engineering you know, thing for the IMS. And one I was looking at had that done. But then I noticed on LN engineering, they only uh, guarantee that, um, that uh, solution for two years. You know, in the car, I noticed in the logbook, the car had it fitted over two years ago. So maybe you'd have to do it again. And I'm guessing it's not super cheap to do. Um, but I think coming back, I think the GT3, and those of you who know me know that I really like uh, the 997 GT3. A friend of mine has one. He's got a 0.1. He's had it for a few years. And it's a great, great 911. Um, and, I, and I have been looking at 997s, except 997s are going up in price and they're quite expensive. It feels like the 996 GT3s have bottomed out a little bit. They went up quite high in Australia. At one point, um, you know, even 80,000 kilometre cars were selling for high 100s, the 180, 190,000. That's why this one that I saw at Auto House is at 140. And 140 is because it probably it doesn't have the roll cage. It's not a club sport. It doesn't have... Um, it doesn't have the buckets, etc. But it's got really low kilometers. It's really looked after. And it's a one-owner car. It's actually a one-owner car, I think, from memory. Um, and I really like the idea of, of doing the outlaw style. Sorry, Magnus, I don't want to copy you, but doing something like that where it's where it's just modded up a little bit, uh, you know, easily reversible but modded up so it's it really is a really great uh, road warrior, track day weapon type of car. Um, I really like to do something like that. And I think it'd be great as well because I could do videos on it and, and shoot it for my YouTube channel, which would be great. Um, at the problem, I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm not making a lot of Porsche videos on my channel. I, I also My channel also looks at watches as well and tech and a little bit of travel, but it's mainly Porsche. Um, but I am doing a lot of watch videos on that channel because um, purely because I don't have a 911, I don't have a Porsche here in um, Bahrain. I'm actually driving a beat-up Audi A6, which has got lots of issues. Um, but apparently it's... It's too expensive to repair the company that gave it to me, so it's just uh, I just drive it, and it's just a piece of shit, really. Um, so that's what I'm driving at the moment. Um, but back to the GT3. Uh, like I said, I think my choice would be the GT3. Uh, what would be your choice? Would you pick a Would you pick a GT3, or would you pick a turbo, or would you go for a 4S, or would you pick a base uh, 996? I noticed Magnus Walker, I think, also bought a base 996 with an Aero kit, red one with an Aero kit. Uh, the Aero kit looks okay on the 996. I know it's a GT3 type Aero kit, uh, but it looks pretty good. Um, I think, you know, the one priority, of course, with all of this, it has to be a manual. Uh, the 996 Turbo, there wasn't, a, I think a lot of people spec them in the auto, um, but you'd want to get a manual. And I think the 4S as well, a lot of people spec it in the auto um, at that time. Uh, GT3 obviously is manual. Um, so I think it needs to be manual. Uh, like I said, the GT3 would upgrade the shifter. Um, those of you who know me, I upgraded the shifter on my 997. <clears throat> and I had the I had the choice whether to do numeric, uh, which I'd actually driven for a very short period of time in my mate's uh, 997 GT3. I'd already bought my shifter though. And it was hard for me to get used to the numeric due to the really short, clicky throw. I like the sound of it. But I think with time, I could have got used to the short throw and, and getting used to that position where the, where the, gear, leather, where the gear is sitting um, relative when you're driving, when you just sort of glance down. Um, so it was hard for me to work out the gears. 
and it was really, really short. So then when I got my uh, 997 short shifter, it was um, <clears throat> I was a little bit disappointed, actually, because it didn't feel very short, uh, but I was basing it on the on the numeric. Um, but when he drove it, he actually said it's a lot tighter. And it is a lot tighter. It's a lot better. And that's the OEM poor short shifter. GT3, I would definitely get the numeric. I would go full-on numeric. Numeric short shifter, numeric cables. Uh, change the exhaust out. I'm not sure what exhausts are available for the GT3. Change the exhaust out. Uh, fix up the, do the suspension as well. Go with the Ollens suspension. Uh, the coilovers, uh, do that. I mean, a bit of a great exercise. If it comes with silver wheels, I get them painted as per the factory wheels with black or buy a second set of wheels and, and repaint those wheels. Uh, put some decals on it. I wouldn't paint it. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't go a la Magnus Walker and, and paint the decals on, the livery on, uh, but I would get decals made up, maybe custom decals so it actually looks really cool. Uh, I think it's a really good thing to do. Um, if you've done this yourself, if you bought a, a GT3 or a Turbo and, and turned it into a semi-outlaw type 911, uh, let me know in the comments. Um, and uh, I think that's about it for today. But I think, you know, the main thing is is, is that the 996, that, that you can still get one today uh, in a couple of years' time. In five, five years ago, I'm saying how much the prices went up. In a couple of years' time, you know, we're probably going to be out of the market on a 996. People are going to, are going to grab this model. It's not the ugly duckling anymore. Uh, the turbo and the GT3 prices, like I said, have suffered due to the other models and due to the engine issues and people really not knowing what they're buying and what they're looking at. Uh, people will look at the air cool, the 993, or they'll jump to the 997 and they've been avoiding the 996. This is changing. You can see it. You can see it online. You can see it on Instagram. You can see it on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's, <clears throat> there's a new life for the 996 and I think we've all been a little bit hard on that generation of 911 and I think we need to um, we need to look at it again and seriously think about buying one otherwise we're all going to have a, a buyer's remorse not buyer's remorse we're going to we're going to be thinking that's the one that got away in years to come anyway I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast today uh, like I said my name is Michael Bath uh, this is the Porsche Cool Podcast I try to do one of these nearly uh, every week uh, there's been a bit of a delay between those due to the coronavirus um, happening and I haven't got around to it. But uh, I try and keep one a week, try to do two if I can. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, if you like the podcast, um, please follow me and uh, any comments are welcome.